Hello, friends. Welcome to the Still Untitled Podcast. I'm Kiarette Massimango. And I'm Bumi Adeoye, because we are both titled. Yes. The podcast is untitled, but we, we got titles. We got names. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the podcast where we bring our DMs to life and in all things pop culture. And when I say the DMs were popping, it was pop, just like... Pop, pop, pop. An endless stream of all of the things, all of the things. <laughs> it really, really was. And we actually recorded like a couple <laughs> of podcasts <laughs> before this one. And, you know, we didn't release them. It was and continues to be a heavy time. And I think we just needed a minute to process some things. But now we're back and we'll talk about, I guess, about the processing of all this because we're back and we want to talk about that. But we're ready to dive into our DMs as well because the DMs were popping. Uh, and in today's episode, yes, we're going to... If you don't like Fad Girl Riri, just say that you're boring. It's just simpler that way. <laughs> but we are going to dive into Fad Girl Riri, reinvention of maternity fashion. We're going to talk about this chaotic season of Love is Blind. We're going to give our thoughts on a cringy comment to Venus and Serena Williams. That should never have happened. And to top it off, we're going to catch you up on how we've been. So let's get into it. All right. So shall we start on a positive note? <laughs> always. It's always positive. We're here. We're just here about the positivity, you know. And the Our DMs were popping. Oh my gosh. It was like a flood of messages. Just ping, 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 ping. And like actual, actual laughter. Like I, I, when I read our DMs and our messaging, our messages and like our comedic timing, I just, I laugh. I laugh. I literally laugh out loud. <laughs> I'm just doing some chef kisses. Chef kisses and laugh out loud immediately, but then there's residual laughter later on <laughs> when you're just walking and you're like, <laughs> like days later, it's like you said that you actually like, said that. Just going through my mind, I'm like, dang, gotta write that down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta use that. <laughs> well, the one thing that we continue to be in awe of, I mean, at least you and I, yes. at least you and I, and a few others is bad gal Riri. Like somebody said that she reinvented maternity fashion. Oh my gosh, she totally did. And I'm like, every day she's coming, like you don't know where, where it's coming from. Like every day it's just a new interpretation of maternity fashion. I'm like, couldn't you have been pregnant like a couple of years before me so that I could, you know, be... <laughs> influenced or whichever and it's just like it's so nice to see and I just feel like honestly she's turning maternity fashion on its head like remember Demi Moore's uh cover Vanity Fair cover I do remember her, her I do remember photo. yes and that like completely like the reason why everyone gets these belly photos I feel like is because of that photo I think it was like 91 or 94 it's like an iconic Vanity Fair cover by Annie Leibovitz yeah. and it just changed how uh, pregnant women represent and celebrate 
celebrate their pregnancies. And I feel like Rihanna is doing the same thing for maternity fashion. Well, remember too, like that cover was Vanity Fair. And I remember like, there's so much controversy around it because it was like, how dare you like- Show your belly. Do that. But it was also very, it was showing the belly, but there was something quite beautiful. Maybe it was sexy as well, just because of like, you know, just the way it was shot. And um, you're so right. That word, it was, it it was iconic. And then do you remember that Venus, uh, not Venus, sorry, Serena had the same type of cover Mm -hmm. shot by Annie, I believe Mm -hmm. on the cover of Vogue as well, you know? So there is definitely this, this vein of fashion and pregnancy, like just connecting the two. Yes, absolutely. Such a, it's, it's such, um, you know, and I've, I've never been pregnant, so you can speak way more um, <laughs> uh, expertly about it, but it just seems like there's so much opportunity to like really express yourself yeah. uh, during this time. And it's like, you're celebrating this new shape in your body. And yes, there's the, the cliche things we know about like, oh, you're tired, you feel bloated, all that stuff. But there's also, a, maybe it's the hormones, I, I don't know, the glow, but like you, I remember at least feeling very, uh, like towards the end of my pregnancy, feeling so beautiful, you know, really? and, That's like, so exciting. Yeah, and, and like strong and in my element, you know, and it's like, I, I like, I really loved being pregnant, especially towards the end. Um, and so I see that in Rihanna, like at least in this moment that she's in, you can tell that uh, she's enjoying it and she's using the belly as a fashion accessory and it's always out and, you know, she's enjoying it. So you, you can see that. And I do photography and so I do maternity photography and I've always loved the idea of like, like no more flower crowns. We do fashion. <laughs> So I I love having someone who represents that and showing like, you can wear regular clothes and like be pregnant and you don't have to wear a muumuu, Like you can if you want to, but you don't have to. And uh, I'm just enjoying this time for her. Yeah. I love this for her. There's definitely like, like pregnancy aside too, like she was always just that fashion person, very fearless. Um, very experimental. And to me, I just really enjoy just seeing the happiness and the joy and just the, um, the confidence, the confidence on her. And she's never been someone that has not like, who has appeared to me to be, uh, to be lacking in any self-esteem, but it just seems to be even elevated and heightened, but just the, just the being in her body and just owning her space and all of that. And, you know, just being like, yeah, I'm going to wear what I'm going to wear. And even like just her demeanor too, when she, I don't know if you saw that clip. I should, I I don't know if I sent it to you, that clip where she walked in late for the fashion show and somebody was like, you're late. And she was just like, no shit. And you're just like, yes, yes. Be late. Be an hour late. Be two hours late. We don't care. Make us late. Yeah. And don't talk to her um, walking into, I think it was an event at Ulta. I don't remember which uh, event it was. And she was wearing like this, like sparkly um, silver skirt and like this kind of like bandeau, but long sleeve silver shirt. And she just like walked in and her her shimmy, when she walked in, you're just like, yes, I want a shimmy too. (laughs) 
Yeah, so she's great. Just having such a good time. So we love that. For, what was your, um, what's your favorite outfit so far? Because we talked oh about that a, a couple of weeks ago, but then oh my word. there's been so many. I got to look at our DMs because I'm just like, <laughs> I, I just send them to you as I go. They're yeah. like literally... There I think are literally her, so many. Yeah, like her her most recent birthday, which was in February, she wore like this light green fur, maybe faux fur or fur um, yes, jacket yes. and a mini skirt. Like we'll we'll find the photo and we'll post it. And it was so cute. That was so cute. I think the one you sent me was the one of her in the sheer black lingerie that she wore yes. to fashion week i'm i'm just You're all just of like them can i just say all, i'm just like all of them i'm like listen all this time that Pierrette has been talking i've just been <laughs> scroll i'm like mm, mm-hmm. yes 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 you know what it is too i think it's like she knows her angles but it's also the way like she's photographed in it as well all the different just oh just the, the dream. art direction is giving just a dream it's we're not going to do it, but yes, 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 it is. But I did send you, like, I, I want to also pay homage to, like, other women that really, yeah. or one other woman that I think really owned her maternity fashion, which was Jodie Turner-Smith as well. Oh my I sent gosh. You, I sent you a picture yes. uh, of her, like, in her late, like, she was also someone that was just, like, bump out, ready to go. And I was just like, Yes it's an exciting way to express yourself and to, to be fair, like not everyone has that kind of experience and has that body confidence and, and all of that. But, um, it's, it definitely is a, it just feels very joyful. Yeah. And we just, we want to celebrate. We want to partake in the celebration and it's a gift that she's giving us all of these looks that, uh, give us an opportunity to just enjoy it along with her. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I was a little late to this party. We have to tell them and what party it is. The party is going to have some spoilers. So if you have been watching Love is Blind or you are, you know, have that in your list, you might want to, I don't know, pause, fast forward, go and watch it. I've just, I, I just binged it I, yeah. last weekend. And thankfully you had watched it before me. So yes. oh you were my like, gosh. just tell me where you're at. And yeah, like all weekend, I was pinging you. I think pinging. that I'm a pretty good, like spoiler, like a good person to talk about a show, but mind the spoilers. Cause it's like, I'm not going to say this thing until you tell me that you've gotten to this episode. I'm like, just you wait. It's all chaotic. The whole thing is a bunch of chaos. But you do it in a way that you're like, Okay, like I'll say something. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, well, for example, Shake. I'll be like, oh, I feel Shake is just trying to work his way through. He's going <laughs> to get there. And you're like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, how could shake, it turn? Shake, how shake. could it turn? And then it like, turns. So we tried to talk about this, but you hadn't watched it yet. And I was just like, this whole thing is a, a, a basket of chaos and toxicity (laughs) chaos and toxicity point blank and you were like you know is it done on purpose like the first season wasn't so much like that but what do you think now that you've watched it uh season two of love is blind and how it compares to season one well season one was novel 
in one sense. And like, there have been shows like this, like the, like the dating game and this, I don't know if you remember this or know of it, but there've been shows like this or game shows where you talk to someone sight unseen and then the, the person chooses their date afterwards. But this is like a whole new level because they get engaged. They got to yeah. decide to get engaged. And then it, it, the finale is an actual well, wedding or not wedding, which yeah. is just wild. And wild I think to me. the whole thing is like six weeks or something. Like, I think it's kind of short. I looked it up. It, it, it's short. And I, <laughs> I looked it up because I'm like, hmm, <laughs> how does this work? Like they're looking for contestants. Let me see. Um, in a fully committed relationship, but also was just curious. Like to see. just what the experience is like. Yeah. For- yeah. So I think they have to commit at least three weeks to be like in the in the house. And then perhaps the remaining weeks they can they go out into the world. And I think in the three weeks in the house, they're not allowed to have their like devices and things like that. Um that's nuts. And- and then when they get out, then they start to integrate into like real life. So, and then I think they have this halfway point where they're in like a condo for a week or two weeks. Like uh, it's almost like a decompression, decompression zone. <laughs> so I guess, how do I, and I'm saying all this because you asked the question, how do I feel about it first season compared to the second season? I feel like it still lived up to what it said it was going to be. I feel like now that we had the foundation of season one, you're like, okay, like, let's see how this will work. I feel like the first season there, there, it was, it was a season of wonder, you know, you're like, oh, okay, let's see. And there were some really, it felt to me very genuine, like, ooh, love matches that you saw um, in this, in season one. So you're like, okay, this, this is actually working. Season two. I don't know. I feel like season two was like watching couples therapy, but like- But they weren't couples yet. So you're like- But like towards the, like they, I don't know. They were just all, I found they were all mismatched. Most of the couples were mismatched. And so watching them argue was just so frustrating. And it was like watching couples therapy, but in the, like the un- pleasant pieces parts of it that you don't show to the world and I just was like I'm watching this but I feel bad for peering in Uh, like they need like they all need to work on their their ish right and we're just watching them figure themselves out they needed therapy before they got (laughs) on the show just to work through their stuff like all I guess all the communication styles like like all the things that they had issues with on the show they had it before it just exacerbated it on on, sorry I couldn't say the word on on the show so like you know someone like a Jarrett who I said Jarrett Jarrett. literally right now thank (laughs) you very much that is awkward so you chose someone else and then she didn't choose you so you're like you know what I'm just gonna propose to this other girl yeah but but what Jarrett did though what Jarrett did was like (laughs) go to like okay again like spoiler alert but like he went to Mallory and is like, so what if hypothetically speaking for a friend, you know, you were proposed to, but that friend was hypothetically speaking me, would you hypothetically speaking say yes? And she was like, 
hypothetically speaking, but also in real life, I would say no. And he and he like burst out into this emotional. Both of them did didn't really truly ask her. He's like, would you say yes? Well, he's a definition of the guy that has his ass on two seats. It's just like, no, you had to go all in for, for someone else and and be comfortable with not being like not being part of the experience anymore. And yeah. I feel like it came through in like, you know, even later on when he um when he ended up having the relationship with Iana, I think it is, because it was just like, he still wanted to hold on to two. He's someone that I feel like wants to hold on to two sides of things. So he was just like, I want to go out with my friends, but I also want to be with you, you know? So there was stuff like that, where it just came, like, it just came out in different ways in the relationship. And I kind of felt, um, worried for Anna because I was just like she's so young yeah she's so like she and not young in the sense of like she was 27 and I watched it with my partner too because he said she's not young she's old enough to make this decision but I was just like she's young in in the sense of like like there's an innocence about her and it feels like she's gone it felt like she had gone through stuff and I was just like I don't know if Jared has like the range to really even understand that yeah. What did make me feel um, hopeful for her is it seemed like she had a very strong like family system. Like and they her, were not her <laughs> parents were not like messing around. They're like, yeah, she's gonna do this, but you better. But we're watching you. Out. And then even his dad. Yeah, because he's a minister. I think. Yeah, I felt like there was something there too, where I was just like, you know what? Maybe them as a family, if they come together, they can kind of protect them so I was just like yes it was weird the way he did it but I feel like when he was all in with her he was all in and he needs guidance I feel like he, he's someone that needs well what I like is that that couple they seemed like they had a strong support system and yes. people who were there and another couple that had a, a strong like family unit around them but you know they gave a different result was shake and deep tea yes. and thank goodness for shakes family <laughs> weirdly enough because his mom was like uh you're trash and she doesn't literal. deserve <laughs> she, you don't deserve her <laughs> literal trash Actual like how can someone garbage. so lovely like the parents were so lovely raise a kid that was just so out of touch and I think that that speaks to the people that he has around him like who like not his family yeah but the friendships that he has around him that are just like superficial superficial or just not making him a better person because even on the reunion show it was just like he was coming in loud and wrong <laughs> completely wrong and like the way the entire cast just turned on him and like <laughs> like he was sitting both the men shane. and the women yeah both the men and the women <laughs> he was sitting beside shane and shane was like dude <laughs> can you like stop talking right now <laughs> i don't know that's not a good impression of shane but it's you know what so let's talk about shane because you know i feel like in our dms you had a lot of humanity for him. And um, you know what, that, that expression, a broken clock is is always right at least two times a day yeah. or something like that. And there was stuff about Shane where I was just like, 
first of all, Shane is someone, okay, I'm going to say it out there. He's a little bit my type because I be, he's funny. Mm. He's, he's, um, he's funny. He's boisterous. He's silly. Um, he's sexual. Like he's all like, he's messed up. He's weird. So, well, he's alluring, right? Like, so because of all of those things you've described, but then he's confusing because he also comes off as, and I'm going to say this, I don't know, it's not that nice, but he comes off as not that bright, like in the package, Mm. the way it all comes together and the way he expresses himself. But I found that there were moments where he had very, his like integrity came through. Yes. You know, even though he he messed up quite a bit in the pods with like yes. messing up people's names, but you can tell that he was decided on uh, Natalie and he like the show kind of messed him up because they brought in Shayna at the last minute and his reaction was like what the heck? Like you should have told me two days ago that yeah, you loved me. <laughs> when I was still doing my process. And he's like, no, I'm just not even entertaining this. You know, and I think that another, I was expecting a character like him to be like, oh, the door has been open. Hmm, me let too. me see, you know? And it, he uh, reiterated that when they were at the beach. He closed and Shane, the door. He closed that door yeah, a few times. He's like, I'm not in that mindset. Don't, don't even like you're wasting your time. And so I had respect for him because that's not what I was expecting. That said, his communication style and his also his lack of confidence and needing that um, needing to be completely like uh, reassured and, and given compliments all the time. It's like, that's, that's a thing you need to work on. (laughs) You know, that's the therapy session right there. Um, But you said it perfectly. I just want to, you said it perfectly because we talked about this and I was just like, you know, hold on, hold on. I'm going to find it. Scrolling through the DMs. Scrolling through the DMs. Scrolling through the DMs. There was so much. Mm -hmm. There was so, 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 so much that we went through. Okay. It's going to take like a few hours if I go to it, but I think one of the things that we had talked about was we felt that Natalie was so in awe mm-hmm. of being with the hot guy. Cause she kept going, you're so hot. You're so hot. And it's just like, okay, yes, yes. But it was almost like she couldn't well, believe it. Yeah. So she yeah. had to always take him down a peg because he was hot and confident. Yeah. Like, I mean, to some people he would be hot. I like, he does have some mannerisms that you're like, are you good? Like, and that's a whole other, yeah. a whole are other you thing. But well, because for mm-hmm. Natalie, I think like you, like we had said, is that she, when she walked through that door and saw who Shane was, she's like, dang, I got me a good looker, <laughs> right? And yeah. I think she was so, so, like that might not have been the person that she chose for herself just out in the open world. And I think that she maybe even felt like she wasn't deserving. Yeah. And so whenever she had the opportunity, she would like joke about his looks, his or, whatever. looks or whatever. Yeah. And then he would, he needs the validation and he's a human being as well. And so he would get really hurt when she would do that, but she was doing it because it's like, you're like this big beefy masculine guy, like you're strong, like you should be able to handle it. I think she was testing him in that way. And it just goes to show like, we're all 
human beings and we all have feelings and yeah. that <laughs> that's what I saw kind of in their relationship is like both of them having lack of confidence but it coming out in different ways for Natalie it was like putting her partner down and for Shane it was needing validation so you can see how the combination of the two but the is- thing with Shane is he said what he needed he's just like don't say that to me you know, like I remember that scene where he was, she was just like, oh, you're not hot. And he's just like, why would you do that? We were having such a nice time. Why would you do that? And like, I feel like he said out loud what he needed. And that's, I'm still looking for this thing. It's because I'm in the wrong chat. That's why it was a different <laughs> chat that ended up being set up. But um, I think, I think with he, that- he said it perfectly. He, he needed to be, she needed to shut him down a peg. And he was just like, but don't, don't cut me. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah. I need lang- my, my love language is words of affirmation. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, but I think that it's interesting as we talk about it, because I'm thinking that he's, it's so nice that as this guy who's in this body, who like, there's all these um, like things we associate with him, with that kind of person that he did communicate uh, what he needed and I think that we don't value that all the time coming. We we want men to do that, but then we don't value it when it happens. When they do. And I think the Natalie-Shane dynamic is an example of that. Yeah. Because she was kind of like, "You are you really saying that right now? Are you really upset right now? And he's like, yeah, like yes, I actually <laughs> am. I am saying I am upset. So why are you not taking me seriously? And this is, this is what you said. So I found it. I found you it. found it. I found it. It said, Natalie had low-key resentment to Shane for being hot and also maybe doesn't feel she deserves a hot guy. So she takes him down a peg every chance she gets because, because hey, he's hot and he should be able to handle it. But Shane can't handle it. Like he needed vali- validation for everything. And like, it's no one's job to do that, though it is nice. And then he said, um, I saw a couple's therapist say Shane's love language was words of affirmation. And I'm like, there's more to it than that. I said that. Like, you're reading these things. I'm like, wow. I'm so smart. You did say that. (laughs) And then I I wrote 100%. You said a lot of good, like... (laughs) Our, I think we're going to do a screen grab of our DMs. Too, oh my gosh. About it. Because that weekend, I just, honestly, I was on like boomy alert. I'm like, where, I was like, where are you now? What are you watching now? When you didn't respond right away, because I was writing you at all hours of the day and night. I was like, why isn't she responding? Why isn't she responding? Because I'm sleeping. Oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy. So oh, Lordy. Like, oh, Lordy. Anyways, like it was an, en- I think it was an enjoyable roller coaster to watch it was really nice to have someone to talk to it about who was watching it same you know same. and um yeah I think thank I, you thank you for being my guide through uh, this it was my pleasure my support system it was my pleasure <laughs> now I want to watch love is blind like there's Brazil and oh my Japan. goodness so can I tell you I started watching love is blind Brazil so I'm I'm at the point where they have been engaged and they are in um the, the temporary home or no they're starting to go and see each other in their Ooh, homes in their homes and the cultural the cultural differences are are interesting they they are really really interesting um the the women are very um uh, they're gorgeous they're gorgeous 
in body size and looks. And I think one of the things I did say, and again, Kevin, we're, we're watching it. And I just said, it's a little bit disingenuous now when you're talk, calling the show Love is Blind. But the reality is everyone is pretty hot. Yeah, so, that, yeah that was always my... Um, like we didn't talk about it in, in the DMs of my, or maybe we did. I don't remember. We say so many things, but <laughs> <laughs> my pet peeve, and I hope they fix this for the, the next seasons is that there's no, there's not enough diversity on the show. Like everyone is like diversity in terms of what diversity yeah. of, of what? So everyone is seemingly cis, straight, able-bodied, pretty fit, you know, uh, very similar in body type. I know they had people of different um, body shapes uh, on the show in the Amer- in season two of the American one, but they didn't make it into the season. Well, they didn't make it through because of Shake. Shake was just like, well, there's, there can, you I, go. can I carry you on my shoulders at a festival? It's like, is that really the first question? Are you strong enough? Like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. What an enigma, but, <laughs> but all that to say that there's not like, we don't see love between LGBTQ couples. There's mm-hmm. just a very uh, narrow definition of love that we're seeing. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I think that that's something they definitely need to work on or incorporate or find and they need, they need people that it. are going to be there if they're going to do that to well, you can't have shake on uh, a character like shake on the show. Yeah, you need you that. need people that are genuinely looking for for that and being like, I am open to ev- like, I'm truly open to everything. Otherwise, yeah. it's just like, could you imagine the reveal and someone just being like, no, like even Shane was less like, I don't even care how deep a connection I have with Natalie. She has no teeth. I'm not gonna. He's like, it's not gonna happen. Like, no teeth like that would be pretty like the way that the way he said i'm just like no teeth that that's like your deal breaker (laughs) but he was like come on anyone like i'm not not, i'm just telling the truth man (laughs) outside of love is blind which has like taken over are you watching anything else i think we talked about it last episode and uh word to the wise there are probably like two lost episodes because (laughs) Our our lost episode archive is growing at the same rate as our like actual episode <laughs> list. It just is what it is, you know, like it's been a heavy time and, you know, we came on ready to record multiple times and we just went down the rabbit hole of talking about our feelings and talking things through and processing and we realized that like, it's okay to process those things in private and use the time that we, we do, we use for recording to just think about and reflect on what's going on in the world and how that, how we feel about it, you know? Yeah. And how it could impact us and others if we release that as well. Like not everything needs not everything needs to be out there. I know, you know, we live in this world where it's just like, let's just put it out there and see what happens. And we just, you know, and I really, Pierrette, I really, really appreciate the grace that you had with that as well, because um, 
you know, we were talking about it and it's just like, I don't know if I feel comfortable about it. And Pierrette, you just came and you were just like, it's not about that. Sometimes it's just about the talking it through and the processing and you made space for that. So I just, I, I just want to say, I really, really appreciate that and really value that. Um, because you know, that just shows like the space to treat people properly and space to, you know, space to not put anything out there that's going to harm ourselves or, or be misconstrued, uh, by others. So thank you for that. Oh, well, you know, it's both of us and I think what I, I gather and I get from these conversations is we talk about fun things, but we also just talk and like that's yeah. clearly seen in our DMs and we, I learn so much, you know, and in a world where everyone puts out their every thought immediately on the internet and then they learn as they go, you know, it, it's, it's hard also on the the people on the on the person who's doing that and so it's you know we're just like we're having fun here but as we learn certain things we'll learn on our own and then we'll come back better for the for the people for the people (laughs) for for the the people. people and I'm sure like a lot of you know people are talking amongst themselves and also trying to process you know um, and your opinion changes exactly. as you go and your view changes as you go or new information is provided. And you're like, I, oop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what that meant. You know, and sometimes those things can take, having that moment can take years or like yes. a lot of learning, a lot of processing. And, and so things aren't always uh, immediate, but you know, when you do things out in public right away and you make like the, the people will let you know, just like the they people. let, just like they let, what's her name? Jane Campion. Jane Campion. <laughs> okay. Let's just jump to that because. <laughs> so let's give you because... give the context. I think you'll be good to, to explain this. I, All I have I mean, in my head. Is... I didn't, I have just so you know, I have not, I did not either I listened to the speech and I just blocked it out because I was just like, no, why did you do that? So basically um, Jane Campion is a, um, a director, you know, before this, I would have said she's a skilled director. And now I'm like, "Mm, director, mm, she's a director. (laughs) And uh, she won an award uh, for her film. uh, I think something of a dog year of a dog or something like that. can't remember. Let me look it up as you, it's fine. It's fine. And, um, she was doing her acceptance speech because she's actually been in the game for, for many, many years. And, um, you know, is in a very male dominated industry when it comes to directing. So she won uh, a pretty major award against other, uh, male directors and in giving her acceptance speech, um, she mentioned, and we'll we'll post it. She she included um, Venus and Serena Williams in her narrative, just being like, "Oh well, I I won against a bunch of men, which you um, have, you know, even though you're the best uh, in your field." And I'm mangling this, so we'll post it. Even though you're the best in the field, she implied that they hadn't had the struggle the way the same way that she had. Well, she said you don't play against the boys the way I do. And she had that little like, 
And she <laughs> thought she was doing something. She thought what she was giving oh my was giving, but it gave us nothing. Well, to me, watching it, <laughs> watch, watching the clip of it is like, the words were coming out of her mouth, but the conversation in her head is like, this is going to be great. You know, do, do the thing. You practice this thing in your head. And then what came out was just like, jumbled words but then on top of it like everyone applauded because they're like yes we think she did something she did something and it was just like "Mm, we don't I think even we don't have the range to be like yeah that's well Venus's face said it all you know her initial reaction was just like that emoji with the teeth which is is just like <laughs> but then the you know eyes. the rest of the room was applauding serena was also applauding and i think sometimes like we talk about needing a moment to take a beat i feel like after that she process probably processed it and was like oh that was not great you know, it was a microaggression. We talked about this in the last episode. A huge, on a huge stage. Like, why do you take people, like people who have nothing to do with you, who are just trying to enjoy their time, enjoy the fact that they were nominated, showing up to the party, they're just watching the show. Why do you have to pull them into your conversation and take them down to prop yourself up? Like, that was, that was a, a, a perfect example of a microaggression and all the implications that come with it. I think at first, I think when we were talking, we were like, she probably doesn't realize how she's implicated race into this, you know? Um, But there are all those racial implications because these are two black women who've dominated in a field that's, that has historically been very white and, all of the all of the obstacles that come that comes with that right and i think that though she did apologize um and her apology was interesting because she didn't try to explain what she did and i think someone helped her with it for for sure it was there was that acknowledgement of like what they've accomplished in their field which goes to show that that microaggression was very much like a racial thing well, you don't have to mention race to imply it, is, is what I'm trying to say. It was just a kind of disgusting speech. And she robbed herself. She yeah. robbed herself of her own moment because she could have just gone up. Like, one, you knew you were nominated. You knew that if you if you won, you, it would be like an epic moment. Why did you have to go up there and wing it? And if you didn't wing it, if you wrote this down, and yeah. thought, oh yes, this is what I'm gonna say. Then that's even more. That's even more horrible. And it's just the kind of thing where you could have, you could have just gone up there and been like, you know what? Thank you, Thank you so much. <laughs> that's it. Um, I've worked really hard for many years, and I hope I open the door for other women to 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 be in this field. And it is really hard, and there's a lot of sexism and racism. But no, she decided to bring two other women into yeah. it and kind of crush them down and you're just like you're you you appeared smart you didn't you didn't think like that was weird even if you don't even if she didn't understand the race implications why would you do that to other women exactly what it was giving me it was like like she shouldn't have said it at all and i feel like when she got off the stage she's like it worked better in my head it really worked better in my i don't head. know do you think you think she <laughs> well, 
I, that's where it's like she probably walked everybody was applauding she's I like, know yeah. but every like it didn't take long for the entire internet to because I mean Serena was applauding too so I was very confused but you know what it is it's like it's exactly when you when you experience that microaggression sometimes in the moment you don't yeah. even realize that's why we call it a microaggression because yes, you're just like, oh, I, I think I got smacked. And I think, I think I know what she's trying to say. I think I understand her intent. Yeah. But the impact, that's why it's, it's so difficult because when you take a minute to process, you're like, wow, like that person actually impacted me in a way that that wasn't good. So yes, you're applauding because you're, you're trying to, you know, in a room full of people yeah. where everyone around Get you is applauding, to, you're trying to yeah. be a good sport and you're just like, and I've been in that situation before, like, you know, not on a, on a big stage like that, but certainly in, um, in, um, from a work standpoint, you know, being in a, in a situation where you're the, you know, among the only one and somebody's just saying something to you and you're like, oh, uh-huh, it feels uncomfy yeah. and you can't put your finger on it. And then later when you have time to process it, you're, you're just like, yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah. And that's why it's like, why didn't you just say thank you? That's all that was needed. I don't know. Maybe it, it was um, also revealing what the thoughts are under the surface. Yeah. Well, we talked about this too in the last episode in, in the sense of you can be anywhere and you're thinking you're having a great time and you're like, mm-hmm. cool, this is chill. Nothing's going to happen. And then you're, you're dressed to the nines. You feel beautiful. You look beautiful, like beautiful people around you. And then someone says some dumb ish and you're like, <laughs> Dang, you just ruined my evening. Yeah. And it just smacks (laughs) you in the face. Like you don't, you don't see it coming. But then after it happens, you're like, again, how did I let my guard down again? You know, just because you just want to have a good time or or whatever. And it just, I've had those moments too in work or in, in events where you're just like, I'm just minding my little old business trying to do what I'm going to do. And now I have to like sit uncomfortable with this thing because, you know, I don't want to bring that up in the moment. Yeah. And then suddenly it's on you because you're like, oh, you're not being a good sport or that person didn't mean that. So when you, you know, when we talk about, um, Jane Campion's apology, it was just like, it was thoughtless and I didn't mean it. And it's just like, well, it goes back to that whole thing about intent and impact. impact. Yeah. And yes, while you didn't mean it, um, you still did it. You still did you it. You still cause harm. You yeah. still cause harm. Yeah. And yes, uh, Serena and uh, Venus are, are wealthy and they're, they're going to be you know, fine, but it's just, it's just one of those things where it's another example. And a lot of, a lot of black people watch that and they're like, yeah, I've worked with a Jane Campion before. Mm-hmm. I think what you're giving me thought about, cause I was really confused by Serena clapping in that way. And I, we've talked about it a little bit throughout this conversation, but it's giving me pause and rethinking why I was confused by that, because now I, I understand, you know, that maybe she was clapping and just kind of like it needed, she needed a second or thinking back on it. And it, and it is a very relatable situation when you're faced with a microaggression that it's not always obvious in the moment, right? And you can yeah. feel differently about it as time passes. And so, yeah. you know, our conversations always give me something to reflect on. And that's an example of that. So yeah, we wish everyone well, it's above us. 
quirky question. I have a question for you. What okay. is your go-to self-care thing? What's a thing that you do? What's a thing that I do for self-care? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, huh. and you didn't tell me this question before. Uh, Just self-care. because we're trying to do a little bit of like a getting to, to know you. So we did that the last time. We know that you brush your teeth. Yeah, before I brush my teeth before call. I go on a, a team and Zoom. So any call, and any we call. know that I went on a walk. I did go on yes. a walk this morning. So there you go. And for me, a self care piece that it's interesting you asked that because for the last two years, my son's about to turn two. I've been re. I realized that I don't understand self-care. I thought I knew what it was. And I was like, nope, I actually do not. You know, it's not about like massages or getting your nails done or pampering yourself. Like that's one form of self-care, but self-care is like now, as I'm learning it is really making sure you're, you're good, right? Like, are you doing all the things, putting all the inputs into yourself to make sure that you're like a whole person. So do you sleep enough? Do you like, do you eat at the right times? Do you have the elements you need to just like be a fully functioning person? And, uh, I realized that I don't really do those things (laughs) and I don't do that. But, um, one piece that I've been working on is, and we talked about it as well in this, uh, last episode is like rest and alone time, is so hard to come by for me in this stage of my life. And so I really, really need it. So now when I have days off, you know, when it's a long weekend, so you have the Monday off, for example, because it's a stat holiday, usually my son is home. So the weekends for parents with young children is not really rest, it's just like Mm -hmm. work. And a stat Mm -hmm. holiday means even more work, Mm -hmm. right? So now I started taking an extra day off, right? So if the stat holiday is on a Monday, I'll take the Tuesday off and Tuesday will be my day to rest. And so I'll send him to daycare and I'll just do my thing or maybe my partner might take that day off as well. And we just gallivant in the city while everyone else is working. And it's just a way to rejuvenate, to rest and like to recharge while the train is moving on on another track. We are just like resting. So so we've done that. One day we did that and we went to the beach. Uh, Another time we've done that and we've gone to the AGO, to the museum. And so that's my self-care and it's so rejuvenating. That's so smart. Parents out there, if you can do that, do that. Or moms even, (laughs) more so even moms. (laughs) That's so, so smart. For me, my self-care thing. And it's sort of like exactly what you said. It's not about massages or, you know, lighting a candle, although, you know, really valuable and really, really great. But something that I've been thinking about more and more is just really um, trying to recognize and be around people that treat me well, you know, and um, really just trying to gravitate towards that and teaching people how to treat me well or recognizing at least when I'm being not treated well and being like, okay, I'm going to step away Uh from, from that energy. So it's something that I've just been really, really thinking a lot about because an acquaintance of mine had mentioned that you have to actually train people or show people how to treat you well. And I was just like, 
to me, that was a revelation because I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, yeah, I do. That, <laughs> I do. I got to do that. <laughs> that takes a lot of self-awareness and confidence and strength. Yes. Say, this is what I will accept and this is what I won't accept. Yeah. So I'm, that's what I'm, I'm doing uh, for self-care and it may be a lifelong thing because if you just kind of are around people that treat you well, then you're not necessarily needing a massage or a candle because you're just like, yeah, I'm around people that, yeah. that give me energy and I can give them energy back to. That's amazing. That was a really good question. Thank you. Yeah. I think the question was, was mediocre. I think our responses were good. Well, it shows that we're <laughs> doing good things for ourselves. <laughs> Anyway, on that note, um, this was really, really great. That was the Untitled Podcast. I'm Bumi Adeoye. And I'm Kira Messi Mango. And we'll uh, talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.